I hear that. Okay, good. All right, here we go. Ooh, I hear my own voice too. Hold on, let it wrap it'll, up. It'll, okay, you want to wrap up? All right. All right, I'm good now. You sure you're ready for this? I'll do my best. Your best. Losers always whine about their best. Winners go home and f- the prom queen. Welcome to the Best Soccer Show, the best soccer show in the whole world. Here we go, Best Soccer Show on Backheel.com. Jason Davis and Jared Dubois, we are recording because that's when it worked out. Like, that's when things came together. Hi, Jared. I guess we could be putting out for, like, calls or something like that if someone wanted to call in. Uh, okay. Yo, yeah, we could do that. I mean, we're we're not again, we're not live. In the middle of the day, we could be. Uh, so maybe someone can call from their cubicle. We never know. Yeah. By the way, uh, real quick, since since just to give people a sense of the timing, I I've done. Uh, I did not do a a soccer morning web version today because Trevor didn't have internet in New York. But I did do my Sirius XM show, and and we're about half hour after that. That you're on available in the middle of the day. Uh, to do this, I have, uh, and so, so I left my house. I'm at my office. I left my house. It's, I don't know, 7.45 this morning. Okay. How good are you at breakfast? Uh, well, do you mean breakfast for me or breakfast like for the kids on a time schedule, get them out the door kind of thing? Breakfast for you. Oh, I'm pretty good. I, 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 I have a few mainstays and they all involve bacon. Like if I'm cooking breakfast, I'm going to make, Either like a bacon sandwich for myself. I'm okay. gonna make grits and bacon, okay, or biscuits and gravy. See, I I'm terrible at breakfast for myself. If it is not easy to grab and take with me, I'm really bad about. It. And, well, and, I won't do it though. I only do it on the weekends. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, how good are you at breakfast? If you're on a normal person schedule, uh, no. Know. See, yeah, if if I'm working like days, I'll be at work by five, which means I'm getting up like at four in the morning, right? And uh I'll take off usually around seven or so and and run to the someplace and get me some breakfast. Okay, and back to that, work. see, you have that luxury. Uh, my problem is because of what I do, and and look, I'm not complaining about my job, but what I do is when I if I don't if I don't make time or if I don't grab something portable to bring with me here, I'm locked in from about eight o'clock in, until one fifteen at the earliest. Okay, that's only in the days where you and I record once every two weeks. No, 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 no. I'm locked in. Me personally, regardless of whether or not you jump. No, I'm. So, what would you be doing right now at the office if I if I would be recording? I'd be gone. I'd be out of here. That's before one fifteen. No, it's one twenty eight. Okay, it's you need to work on your math skills. Well, you, you you keep acting like I think East Coast actually counts for anything. No, I know, I know, it's not the best coast. Blah, blah, blah. They don't but have I, beaches. I just bring this up because I am starving because I failed at breakfast and I failed to bring. Like, well, if I was you got smart, your you got your kid there right now. Give him a fiver and send him down to the store. Oh God, my seven year old walking outside in the uh, the icy winter weather to go down probably a man quarter mile to go to man like you know twenty years ago I would have done it. I don't think I'm doing it anymore. Yeah, I was walking myself to school when I, I was know. in first grade. So was I, but things times have changed, my friend. Things are scary out have there. Have they though? Yeah, they pretty much have. I just think that everything you now know about the stuff. Like before, I think people were just deviant, oh, no, sure. shady stuff. Oh, before, sure, but sure. Know about Nothing's it. changed except that we're more aware and 
freaking scared. I, we've all, we've talked about this, but anyway, my, I'm just laying it out there that I am. I have not eaten today. So if I get cranky on this show, that's why it's not, I'm not making an excuse for myself because I failed at breakfast. And I, if I was smart, Jared, Jared, I'd be one of those people. Do you know these people? In fact, my girlfriend is one of these people. Do you know one of those people who makes lunch for the entire week on Sunday night? Do you know oh, yeah, I do not have the discipline to do I that. I can never do I could never in Well, a I just never bring years. my lunch every day. There's too many Chipotles in the world for me to be bringing <laughs> lunch every day. Well, see, I, I'm not against bringing lunch. I, I sometimes... By the way, are you worth, do you know people actually are worried about Chipotle? Like, worried like about the, eating there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of people are. Yeah. Oh, no, no. I just, no, that doesn't deter <laughs> me one bit. I, I've been there so many times. Okay, man. I mean, I, look. I, Damn! dog that's in a pro I mean, if you're gonna get it out of both ends i think you would want to avoid the place no dude there ain't nothing wrong okay all right like they've had some issues they've had a yeah, couple but issues. I just think about the sheer number of burritos created and how many were actually <laughs> this, is, this is my attitude about uh you know about serial killers and the sniper we had a bit here about 20 years ago people hey uh, have you have you seen the uh have you partaken in the eleven twenty two sixty three yet no is that is that available to watch it started i think a day or so ago it's available now like i i can recommend the book okay. highly I, obviously I, I haven't watched the first episode yet okay first episode is an hour and 20 minutes i have not ha- well that's awesome i have not read the book i am not a stephen king guy it's stephen king me, right? and me either but i really enjoyed this one okay I, it like, wasn't i don't like horror i know when he goes outside of horror i can enjoy i can probably get into it well stuff. like shawshank redemption based yeah, off the stephen sure. king story short story sure, sure and i know that there's uh he does he's done some fantasy stuff i think horrors mixed in but the watchtower yeah, or something, something like, that. like that one of those weird things like lots of like like yeah whatever i i, I probably enjoy that I've, I've been a snob about stephen king for a long time but i do enjoy you know his work in in in, in uh visual media like the stuff that gets turned in to uh to movies and tv shows and i i this sounds like an amazing idea right up my alley I'm totally gonna have to. Yeah, t- you're you're totally yeah. gonna like it, dude. Yeah. And what I like about it is that instead of doing it in a movie or something like that, they did a and it's gonna be a nine hour miniseries. Yeah, well, which it, this it, the scope of this book needs it, that kind of time. It's it's Hulu. Is it? It's Hulu. It's gonna be on Hulu. Yeah, okay. it's available on Hulu. It's so so we've got Amazon doing the man the man in the high castle, which you have not yet done, right? I don't know anything about that. Yeah, yeah we haven't talked about man, the man in the high castle. You mentioned it to me okay. before, but I haven't watched it. Based on a um. Uh, who's the guy who wrote, um, who wrote the, the story that, that, uh, is this one where the Nazis won kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, that one. Okay. That's the story. Why am I blanking on the guy's name? He's a very famous author or uh, a science fiction writer. I don't recall. Who died and had he, his stories, his stories are the basis for, um, uh, Total Recall and oh. uh, Blade Runner. And you're, you're gonna, you're, yeah, I'm gonna kick myself as soon as I have to, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I should be typing it into surgeons right now to help you out, but I'm not. No, I know because you're not. You're not a. You're not a friend, really. Well, technically, I I sit at my desk sideways, like so it's comfortable for me. Like I can put my feet up while we talk. Uh huh. So like I'm not really facing my keyboard right okay, now. I'm just kind of facing the wall. Philip K. Dick. That's the guy's name. Anyway, uh, Philip K. Dick wrote a story in which the Nazis won and the Japanese won, and it's about sounds like America. that is pretty un-American to me. Uh, well, it's a, it's just a good. It's just a cool idea. Anyway, you should check it out. Um, okay. there is a bunch of soccer to talk about, um, this, this week. I mean, obviously we're not to the MLS season yet, but we're, we're building in that direction. Jared, we've got a lot of preseason matchups. I really don't care. I'm sorry. I, I did, however, I did, however, partake of that Galaxy Tijuana game last week, 
where we I, yeah because there was a factor to it like oh what are the new guys going to look like kind of thing yeah that was basically what it was is i wanted to see I, I i got intrigued by and people were talking about it on twitter so i got intrigued by what does ashley cole look like in this game what does uh, i was more impressed with how van damme or van yeah, damme has yeah are we, are we gonna have to do I'm do we ask- have to just, can't just say Van Dam? That's what I'm saying. I'm asking you. I put this out on, on Soccer Morning the other day. I know Joe Tino is good at his job. He's saying, Yele Van Dame. And I'm like, no, Joe, I'm sorry. I'm not doing it. That but dude's Joe's name is Van Joe's got to know what the guy wants, right? Oh, I'm sure he's checked with him. I'm sure his name is, t- is, is pronounced correctly, Van Dame. Yeah, can we I just, you and I are just going to say Van Dam, right? We are definitely saying Van Dam. Do we have a drop for Van Dam? No, I don't have a I don't have a Van Dam drop. By the way, there's nothing iconic he's ever said. It's just how do you how do you equate in words that you're doing the splits at that moment? Right, right. I was um it, it was we did put out last week that we needed to inaugurate drops for Jordan Morris and there was somebody else. Uh, for Christian Pulisic. Oh, right? I think. Oh, I'm looking for one for Marco Papa where he has like a stabbing kind of thing or a cut. Oh, of right. You wanted the. I we talked about that. The the. This this psycho sound effect was something I, I thought know. about using. I think I recommended we do uh, Monty Python Holy Grail. Like it's just just a flesh wound. Right, right. Well, we do we, you know? Actually, I do. Did you know I have a Marco Papa drop? No. Yeah, I do. Now the reason we have that is because he dropped in some amazing free kick or something last yeah. year, and we created that one for. I, I think on uh, based on what happened. To Marco Van, uh, Marco Papa and the story, we have to replace that, which is a positive sound drop, with <laughs> with the sound drop that references his his uh, <laughs> domestic trouble. Right, right. Yeah, right? can we get one like this? Is like bitches be tripping or something? <laughs> I don't want to do it that way. Oh, I do like way. your flesh wound one though. Maybe we'll maybe we'll come up with something. Maybe I'll grab something. All right. To so, this day, I still don't understand what happened. All right. So if I'm not saying that that. Van Dam deserves a drop yet, okay? And maybe we would have had one anyway, just because of Sean, Jean-Claude. I'm going to tell you, by the end of the season, we're going to want one for Okay, him. probably. Because you can already tell that oh. dude is a walking card machine. He is Aurelian Colin part uh, on two. On steroids. Yeah, maybe, part two. I'm other I mean, I, I, though you're wrong, as a Galaxy fan, I'm loving it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you've got I'm loving it, but I mean, I'm wondering man. how many games is this guy going to miss over the right. season. So I've got, I've got a, I just pulled up on, without any preparation at all, because it's how we do. A Jean-Claude Van Damme soundboard. You want to hear a couple? Just oh, to see if we can yes, find I one? do. All right, here we go. Uh, all right. That's not working. Whatever reason, it's not working. Let's try something. No, these are not working. Uh, it's, uh, not, it's not pushing through? It's not, no, it's, it's not even playing on my end. So it's a, it's a matter of, I don't know, Java problem but or something. But a Van Damme like, soundboard probably just sounds of punches. Well, that's that's what you would, you know, it, I don't know that there's any good quote. He has no iconic lines or anything like that. No? You don't think so? I don't. I can't think of an iconic line from a Van Damme movie. I mean, he's been in stuff. Maybe the scream as he, like, remember when he drops down on the dude in Bloodsport and does, like, the twist? Right, right, right. Well, he was in Time Cop, right? Isn't yeah, there? but come on, like, anyone could quote Time Cop? <laughs> I, I'm, I bet you there's some people Unless out there. the, the drop is literally him saying, I'm a Time Cop, I wouldn't know it's from Time Cop. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's see, sound clips from Bloodsport. I got, uh. What, kickboxer? Is there a sound of him dipping his fist in honey and then glass? Yeah. But brick, not hit back. That's not even him. That's. Wait, was it kickboxer or, or Bloodsport when he did the glassed hands? The shards of glass oh, man, and honey. I, I ain't your pal, dick face. 
<laughs> I don't even know what that is. But it's barely, it's from, it's from Bloodsport. There's no, yeah, but he ain't the one saying that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. Now I'll show you some trick or two. <laughs> okay, we, we might be able to use that one. A lot of these are f- other people saying them to Van Damme. So. Oh, is there any, any audio of the monkey guy, the guy that fights like a monkey? Bottom one, right? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I just these are so random. This is this is like ter- it's like the first rule of uh, of radio is you don't do this because we don't know what's coming. Like I have no way uh, of knowing if any of these are good. Anyway, all right. So Jean- yeah, you want to keep pushing the button? Speaking of the drops, okay, because we we did put out there that we were looking for Christian Pulisic or no, not Pulisic, Papa drops, maybe, but maybe Pulisic. The the some, something to go along with the hype train, but definitely Jordan Morris, right? So. I, I think I think the uh, the winner here, uh-huh. um, maybe because we did talk about how he changed his he changed his hair, his hair right? Yeah. Uh, so the winner, I think, and I have to I'll have to pick out. Hold on a second. I'm going to get through an ad here on this particular audio that I'm about to drop. But I think Brandon. Nope. There were a couple of good submissions. I remember that. Yeah, I think one was like one. One was Blind Melon's No Rain. I think. Oh, that's not. A, that's not a bad one. That's not where I was going. That's not what I think was the winner. Then I thought the winner was going to be. Uh, hold on, let me just get, get into this here because this again, lo- trying to do this on the fly live. Oh, and it doesn't want to load. That's fantastic. That's just brilliant. I think the winner is, is blaming on the rain. <laughs> that's the oh, Millie Vanilli. Yeah, that was <laughs> yeah. a good one. There's because there's a couple of different layers Blame of, of funny there, the right? Rain. It's 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 the fact that it's blaming blaming the the haircut on the rain, which I think is, yes. is funny. And then there's also the fact that it's Millie Vanilli, right? Like that's do it do. Can you want to groove out a little bit? Okay. Yeah, right now this could be Tiffany Debbie Debbie Gibson. <laughs> yeah, right. This little synthesizer. Yeah. Hold on. We're not even. T- this is a long intro. You said you didn't need her. Man. Him faking singing, great. I'm, just, I'm skipping ahead here. I want the chorus. Give me a chorus. Give me, give me a chorus. Okay, like, seriously, guys. come on. Is it coming? I don't remember the song went off, Derek. I, I don't recall, but I know it's coming at some point. <laughs> oh, here it goes. Yeah, you don't see me dancing right now. This is so good. <laughs> Dude, you just you find yourself swaying back and you forth. Can't, you cannot look if you have any ounce of '80s blood in you. It is impossible not to at least groove a little bit. To wait, what was the year of that? Bit. I'm gonna say '90. No, 1990. No, exactly. no, no. Okay, I vividly remember now. In my life, everything is tied to where I was living at the time. I remember living in. Uh, in Louisiana at the time. My dad was stationed in Bossier City, Louisiana. I think that, that song and their biggest hits came out in 1988. Okay. Okay, Blame It On The Rain music video came out in 89. Oh, okay. So you were close to the... Well, we were one year off. Technically 80s. You're right. Yeah, you but that wasn't the first re- release, the okay. first single. All right. So, so yeah, 89. Okay, that sounds right. That sounds right. So you, you thought it was 90. Yeah. But it's still that, that transitional period. You know, the, the 80s into the 90s where music really didn't get better for a while. You know what I'm saying? By the way, I, you spoke of uh, Pulisic again. By the way, I heard him say his name in an interview. He says Pulisic with, like, with a hard C at the Oh, end. really? Okay. Pulisic. I, I, yeah. And, and I was watching a Dortmund video of him. And did you see the most 
it was so contrived, and you could tell that Dortmund was trying to make some kind of Super Bowl content. So they made the American <laughs> talk about Carolina, right? And it was like it was just awkward. It, it didn't feel like it. It's it just like okay, now we're gonna put you in front of the camera, talk about the Super Bowl for a few, so we can put oh, this up yeah, on our website. Oh yeah, I hate when they do that. I hate when they do. By the way, speaking of young Americans. Matt Miazga made the bench for Chelsea in the Champions League. Jared, that game's coming up in about an hour. Yeah. I did not see that yet. That's, Watch out now. I was kind of surprised he didn't make it on the weekend, but I guess both surprised and not surprised. I mean, I don't know that he's ready, but their roster is going to kind of make him ready. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's, it's all about the injury situations there at, 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 at Chelsea. The, they lost John Terry to injury this weekend. So here comes the kid and, and, and this comes on the heels of, Goose hitting basically saying he's not ready, which I completely understand. He, he sh- hey, if he's, he might have to be ready. I mean, the window's closed. I mean, this is the best case scenario for Mike, Mike, Mike Miazga if he can actually perform, that is. But in terms of getting a chance, I mean, you have Zuma going down. You got Terry going down. I mean, the window's closed. What are they going to do? I mean, they have to use him at some point. You know, you you got to assume at some point he's going to see some action. What what do you think? All right, so let's let's pretend you're goose hitting, Jared. First of all, Uh I'm sorry about being goose hitting, and not being your uh, your more attractive self. But let's just pretend you're goose hitting. Okay, Uh you're in charge at Chelsea. You're going to get fired in the summer, or you're stepping away because you really weren't there for the long haul anyway. He's always the guy between the guy. You're going to get some cash, okay? Regardless, but you're not the long term. Head coach. You're not the long-term manager. It is not your team. Somebody else is going to come in. You've just signed Matt Miazga. Maybe not because you picked him out, but because the, the club scouted him, went and signed him five million bucks. Yeah. He's 20 years old. Okay. He's yeah. got one real season of professional experience under his belt as a yeah. starter. You've got an injury crisis at center back. You're facing Champions League. You're probably not going to do anything in the league. You're going to finish mid table. It, it's a crap year for Chelsea, but it is what it is. You have zero center backs left. When you look down the bench, you see the 20 year old and you see maybe a midfielder, a guy who's never played center back in his life, but has been a pro for 10 years. I think you move Ivanovich into the middle of the okay. honest with you. He's, well, he's a hulk of a man for a winger anyway. You do that. You, you def, okay. You do that. That's, that's a simpler, but I was going to, I was giving you a hypothetical in which you're taking somebody out of a, a midfield spot and pushing them back. That guy, I mean, here it is. I mean, let me, let me just do this. Midfielder pushed back into center back in a game that matters. The Laurentowitz, you're or, saying. Or Matt Miazga. So you pull Laurentowitz yeah. or you put Miazga in there. Yeah. I, I think you let the kid play. I mean, it's a Champions League game. Oh, man. Maybe not for the Champions League game. Maybe for the league game on the weekend. Yeah. But um, I think you, you got to play the kid. I mean, you don't spend the money and bring this guy in. It's not like Chelsea's never played young players before. I mean, these clubs that buy these players, they play them young a lot of the time. I mean, yeah, how old was Oscar? I'm not trying to say Miazga is Oscar, but they buy players because they're they're it's a, they're looking to get something from them in the short term. Otherwise, yeah, they would have sure. been an academy product or something like that. I, I suppose. Um, been five million dollars for him, to, to, not to sit the bench. Yeah, but they the 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 plan I think was always to have him train with the first team until the summer. Find a good loan situation for him and, and watch him on loan in twenty fifteen or twenty sixteen seventeen. And you can watch him now. That was the loan. That was. I mean, that was the. I'm idea. not saying that it's what they want to do, but you got a natural center back that's risky, or you can play a guy out of position that's risky as well. I, I really don't know. I think it's going to come down to how well has he looked in training and is he ready to try to contribute. I think Americans who have seen a lot of him play are worried. I'm not honestly not worried about him playing really? at that level. Okay. 
I mean, I, I, I worry about know. maybe the stage, but I'm not worried yeah. about his ability. Well, that's, that's the thing. I, I've heard some conflicting opinions about Matt Miazga. I've heard plenty of people say he's the real deal. He's legit. He's got the size. He's got the, 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 the foot speed for a guy of that, of that ability. He reads the game well. Watch him go. And I've also had people tell me he's not that good. They're, they're shocked by all of this, that this is a complete and utter surprise to them. Is that every player that's ever gone to Europe, though? Yeah, I suppose so. And is even, there anyone that we've all been unanimously in favor of? Uh, let's see. Sending a player to Europe that we've all unanimously been in favor we of. We all thought, well, a lot of people thought Josie was ready. Yeah, we did think Josie was ready. Uh, that didn't work out, did it? No, no, I mean, we just got high hopes for him, you know, so I hope the guy gets some time. I hope he gets a shot. Maybe it's not a start. Maybe it's uh, something like you said, they convert a midfielder and then I actually think, it, like I said, it think, benefits. Think about, think about this moment, though. I mean, just just for a second, okay? I, I Look, I, when I was 20, I was a complete mess up. I was never going to be anything. But you're 20 years old. You just got sold to Chelsea, which apparently I think is based on all the evidence we have is his club. I mean, he's been a Chelsea fan. I mean, he seems to have from Twitter evidence a couple of years back. He seems to be rooting for Chelsea quite a bit. Okay. So I think this is his team. So it's like it's like if you, Jared, if you were 20 years old and Manchester United bought you. OK, yeah. Your first game where you dress, make the bench, just dress to make the bench. I'm talking about playing. But you get to wear the Chelsea uniform. You put on mm. those blues or whatever they're wearing, and I don't know what they're wearing. They might not be wearing the blue. And you're there in that building against PSG. I mean, in the Champions League. Yeah, I'd be Good more worried God. about him facing Ibrahimovic in particular. I, no, than I'd him. be more worried about his pants getting soiled. That's what I'd be worried about. Which kind? Either. I don't from know. From excitement or from fear? Both. There's two different kind of soil. Okay, I'm, I'm talking more from from just the moment, just the moment being so friggin' bit. I mean, I, I, I it's know. a hard. I, I don't know. I have no context for what the feeling is like when your dream comes true. I know, right? <laughs> no, how many people in the world do? Uh, well, that's the thing. Like, I think uh, our dreams change, right? So your dream when you're six, it, for most people, for ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the population, your dream when you're six. He's not the dream you have when you're 17 or 18. Yeah, because now at 39, my dream is just not have to rewrite myself <laughs> one time during the day. Right. So, but you were 17, your dream probably changed. You you wanted to go to college, you wanted to become a this or a that or whatever. But when you're six, I you're, really want to get laid. Well, that too. Your dreams don't really know. That was a dream of yours. Just just a, not a reality. It was a dream. 17. Yeah, like I was yeah. like. I wasn't just knocking boots wow. at 17. Well, no, I mean, I don't think... Oh, I mean, Damn, dog. Inappropriate. I was 18. What do you want me to do? I waited until so, I was legal. Uh, I did okay. the right thing. <laughs> Actually, you and me both. But I was 21 but, when I drank. But, I, I, you wow. don't understand how like, a, how, like, By like the book. square I really By am. By the book. It's amazing. You're six years old. Your dreams don't know limitations. You're not thinking about going to school and becoming a doctor. You know, not really. If you want to become a doctor, you just imagine yourself as a doctor. If you're six and you play soccer, what is your dream? It's to be in that moment, right? Yeah. It's, it's to be either a U.S. international or to play for the biggest clubs in the world. Matt Miazga is living his dream that he start, first had when he was six years old. I can't even, I can't even conceive of how mind blowing that must be. Yeah. It's, uh, it, I, like I said, I have no context for it, you know, but I'm excited to watch it go down. I want I hope that. 
he has a look on his face like Darlington Nagby did when he went on the field for the U.S. Because if he does that, then at least I know he's enjoying himself. Yeah, I don't expect him. By the way, I don't expect him to play. I don't. He's on the bench. I don't expect him to play. We'll see. It's not like injuries aren't happening in that club right no, now. I know. We'll see. All right. Um, speaking of, of player movement, Jared, that is, this is the season of player movement. And again, while MLS teams are uh, in their preseason and they're playing games against each other, they the value of said games is very questionable. But what is interesting is to watch these players change addresses. I think we're going to start with, well, we, we just talked about Miazga. Let's talk about Harry Ship. No, my first question to you. Ugh. Okay, my first question to you, and and uh, look, I've been here with you. We've talked Harry Ship before, but my first question to you is if you believe that Harry Ship is overrated. No. Okay. I don't. And it, here's the thing: if he's not even getting national team looks, you know, so how's he overrated if the national team coach isn't even rating him? This is a good point. I, I think that there are there were some people in the aftermath of the trade, which uh, sent Harry Ship to the Montreal Impact from his hometown club of the Chicago Fire. We'll come to that in a second. Some people were expressing the opinion that Harry Ship was overrated. Now, my opinion is Harry Ship never played his best position for a long enough period of time for us to have any idea what Harry Ship can offer. He also played with scrubs. He did. He played with scrubs. Well, look, last year he had David Akam. I don't think Kennedy was very good. Uh, Matt Polster was behind him or, or on at fullback. I mean, who knows? There are a couple of decent players in that mix. Hey, but Kevin Phillips at one point. Cochise. But, but in general, over two years, and he had a good enough first year that it was runner-up for rookie of the year. Over two years, he was not put in a position enough, uh, to put, put in a position to succeed often enough for me to say, Harry Ship's good or Harry Ship's bad. I think he's got talent. That's all I know. You know how many times over the last couple of years I thought to myself, oh, my God, what a great ball. How did they not finish that? Yeah, right. That's Harry Ship. Yeah. That doesn't show up on the box score. Yeah. And he needs to be in the middle. And this is what I'm concerned about. You have Piotti. You obviously have Drogba up top. Is Harry mm-hmm. Ship going to get time in the hole? Because that's where he needs to play. He needs to play in the hole, Jared. I, I think if they have – they could play him – he can play kind of similar to how Nagby does, or you can even play him kind of um, – when you watch the teams play with have really good wing backs, he could play on wide, play wide and cut inside like you see Clint Dempsey do with the national team. Yeah. He could find his way inside from a different position, but you have to have the pieces around him to cover. So if I can't remember right now who their uh, fullbacks are at uh, at Montreal Impact, but if I remember correctly, uh, I don't think they have the out-and-out like slasher wingers out there that can uh, do the, do that overlap. But if they do, that allows Harry Ship to cut inside from either right midfield or left midfield. Okay. He doesn't have to be in the center. Sure. I don't think he but, in any way re- replaces Piotti. No, no, of course. he's got. I, I hope he gets on the field with Piotti. But again, I think he needs to play. I, need, I think he needs to be set out in the middle of the field. And that's, isn't he better? Even at left midfield, isn't he better than Dilly Duca? Uh, he's, a, he's a swap for Dilly Duca. I mean, he, he's a He's, he's a upgrade. I, I I would probably say yes. I mean, Dilly had. I don't his understand. Best year. At some point in the last three months, did Harry Ship become a bad player? I don't no. understand why people aren't like just totally well, outraged okay. by this. We're also talking about a guy who's not a two way player, and, and and that I think gets him dinged by a lot of soccer people. Harry Ship is not going the other way, picking up the ball for you. He's not. He, he's not a defensive stalwart. I he's, think it's also really somewhat unfair to say such. Um, I would not such, say such things such, if I were you. <laughs> Well, I think it's such definitive things where we've seen him play for such a crap team. No, that's what we don't I, yeah. know what Harry Ship really can be right now. And that could go both ways. To be honest with you, he always gets the ball at Chicago because he's the only guy. 
But he also, since he's the only guy, a lot of things don't come off and he doesn't get to combine. Yeah. So it's a double-edged sword. You can both rate him or underrate him based off of that. By now seeing him in a different context in Montreal, you're going to get a better you. Sorry. I just tried to drop that in. You kind of get me on. Uh, yeah. Um, I think you're, I think you're, I think it's a fair assessment to say we don't exactly know how good Harry Ship is. But what I do know is that guys like that, homegrown players that love an MLS club and grow up with them, are few and far between. Yeah, that's the st- Michael Parkhurst at New England was one of them. There's a few other guys out there that just grew up with the club, got to play for him, and it's going to be tough for Chicago to support to whoa. place an organic, an organic yeah. thing like that. I'm not, I'm not going to put Michael Parkhurst in the, even the same category as Harry Ship because Michael Parkhurst is how old, and and the Revs became a thing when he was how old. Uh, I mean. That's the, the, and, and, and Harry Ship, I mean, the, the fire haven't been around his entire life, but enough of his life yeah. that it became a dominating feature of his life. You read his, yeah. uh, did you read his letter to his fan yeah, base? It's crushing to read that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is a kid. I mean, he's 24 now. So you go back. I mean, he was, he was five years old when the fire came into be, uh, came into being. So. Well, I don't understand. Also, I, I, has Panovich, is that how you say his last name? Yes. The coach. Has he seen enough of Harry Ship to really even make this decision? Yeah. I mean, he even says, a quote, we can't guarantee Harry he will play and have the role he's expecting. Well, he he can't even guarantee he's going to play? From what I, from what I've heard, and I don't know how much, I mean, Panovich came into that job, uh, having talked about watching tape on the league and apparently he was well prepared or whatever. I mean, I I don't know if that, that makes him super special. But from what I've heard from people in Chicago is that he wants to play for for lack of a better way of describing it, a Jesse Marsh style of soccer, and that he doesn't, they don't believe that Harry Ship is built to play that high pressure soccer. It also makes me feel like he doesn't understand how the league works monetarily. This is a homegrown player; he doesn't count against your cap. No, he's graduated now. That that's oh, did he graduate? The, yeah, that's part of their problem is that he had he had moved on and uh, from the homegrown player uh, signing as a as a as a third year player. I think he was going to hit their cap. So this is a budget move. I mean, it definitely is a budget move. I understand it a little bit more than, but I still feel that they're letting one of the few. I, I, they kind of cleaned house. You have Laurentowitz left to the Galaxy, McGee left to the Galaxy, Harry Ship now left to Montreal Impact. I can't name three guys on Chicago. Okay, I mean, I I could. Can I you name three guys? Three guys: uh, Kennedy and Boganenike, David Akam, okay. Matt Polster, uh, uh, Cochise, uh, Sean Johnson. That's five. Um, I'm probably missing two or three more that, that if you put the, their names in front of my face, be like, oh yeah, that guy. I totally But know is that any guy. of that make you want to watch them? No, no. I'm not saying that they're re- revamped into a, a good team at this point. And I'm also saying that Laurentius and McGee were probably good pieces to get out. Yeah. That's, that's, that's yeah. good business. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There was no reason to hang on to Mike McGee, especially not at the salary point that he was. All right. Here, here's. All right, you tell me who you've heard of in this group. Are you ready? I, I, I what, get, put a name out there and give me a fake one. See if I can tell which one's the Chicago uh, Fire okay. player. Okay. Uh, all right. Um, let's see. Think real hard first. Think of your fake name first. So it doesn't sound fake when you put it out there. <laughs> uh, okay. Think of a guy you went to school with and just give me that guy's name. Oh, really? Is that how that works? Yeah. All right. Eric Allen or Johan Kapelhoff. Johan Kapelhoff. There's no way that's not the player because you're not just going to pull that name out. I know, I know. That is the player. He's he's new. Look, he's new. You wouldn't have. Known I wouldn't him have known either. that though. All right. Um. 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 Let's see. Uh. Jose Cruz or Colin Fernandez. Um. 
I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Fernandez because Jose Cruz just sounds like what a white guy would name <laughs> would think of as a as a Hispanic name. Come on, there's two guys named Jose Cruz in the world. Now, Colin Fernandez is a homegrown player they're bringing through, who I've heard might be tabbed to be the 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 guy who replaces um, Ship in terms of the creative ability, and he's got more bite, which again is part of what Ponovich is bringing. So, okay, look, you, you've heard of Eric Gehrig. He's a part of a, an MLS replacement level player. Michael Harrington's on this team right now. Uh, Brandon Benson is the kid out of Stanford that they drafted, uh, that got called into the national team camp as a U23 target. Uh, Gilberto is one of their forwards. You remember him from TFC. Yeah. Uh, they have apparently, I don't know if this is a done deal. They have signed Arturo Alvarez, who they brought in on a trial. Oh, which is a, a team chemistry nightmare. Well, there's that, and he's also got to be 30, what, 30? I've been around 30, I would 30 say. years old at this point, uh, last, yeah. last couple years playing down in, uh, in, in Guatemala. So I think formerly a, of Dallas and San Jose. San Jose, yeah, makes a return to MLS. If you don't remember, El- I mean, great left foot, Altero Alvarez. Could have been an American player. He could have been. He ended up playing for El Salvador because the United States decided they didn't really want to take a shot at him, and that's, yeah. Uh, yeah, so Michael Stevens. He's on. He's with the fire. So uh, there you go. After a great stint with Stayback, <laughs> hey, he did okay. Right? He did. He yeah, did all right there. Did okay. But I, I'm just saying, Chicago Fire. Yeah. Over under on ten games won this season. Well, he didn't win ten last year. I know that for a fact. Uh, I will say, I I will say, I man, I will take the over. Uh, I don't, I think they're going to be last better. year, eight twenty and six. Yeah. I think I'll take the over. I, I mean, that's a couple of games, you know, it's just a, they were, they were historically bad. They weren't the best, the worst team of all time, but they were historically bad for them. They were the worst team in MLS by a wide margin and they still won eight games. So I'm going to say yes to 10. I'm going to give you two teams that did get 10 wins last season. Yeah. I see them. Philadelphia Union. Yeah. New York City FC. Yeah. Either which one of those is more likely to be over 10 wins this season? NYCFC. Yeah, even with Ernie Stewart coming in at Philadelphia. Yeah, I think it's going to take some time for him to build what he wants to build there. I guess New York, and, City, and New York honestly, City can buy their way into a better team. Honestly, I think, I think, I think Jim Curtin's going to have to get fired uh, before things get really get better. And I, it's not I that I don't. Sucks. It's not that I don't like Jim Curtin. It's not that I don't think he's a, a decent coach. But come on, man. Like if you're going to wash, if you're going to wash away all the bad feelings of, of the Sakevich era of the of the um, Peter. Like, don't you just feel like in 10 years we're going to find Novak out that Mixikevich was bidding against his team? Something like that. Something like that. Uh, I, I wanted to give you some, some pick your poisons here. Uh, on, I'm only going to play the sounder once. On Harry Ship versus, okay? And what I've pulled up here is a, just a list of, of, of players that he technically I don't think is even eligible for, but I just want to throw out some players, okay? Um, Harry Ship or... Juan Agadello. Harry Ship. Really? Really? Yeah. Really? Wow. I think Juan Agadello was just up and down. I, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't, I'm not convinced that he's necessarily the best teammate either because he doesn't really stick anywhere. Okay. Uh, Harry Ship or Alvis Powell? Uh, well, they're different positions. No, no, I'm not comparing positions. I'm saying if you had a choice between one of these two players, just, Talented young players. I would take Harry Ship. I think his upside's higher. Okay. I think Elvis Powell is doing better job in his day to day job right now. Yeah. But I also think Ship's ceiling is higher. Harry Ship or Diego Fagundes? 
Diego Fagundes. Oh, man. <laughs> That's not easy, is it? Um, nah. Over here, ship. Okay. Over. Danger Zone! Over Diego Fagundes, who has yeah. the record for most goals before he tra- hit 20 years of age in MLS history. Really? Also, also can barely hold a heart starting spot in that lineup. Oh, my good. Good. Okay. Uh, st- I'll stick with the same team. Harry Ship or Kellen Rowe? Kellen Rowe. Okay. Harry Ship or Tommy Thompson? Harry Ship. Wow. Tommy Thompson, much younger player. Yeah, but barely plays. We haven't seen enough of him no, to say wait, he's right. better. Okay. Uh, by the way, me, I, I think you're wanting me to weigh potential too much there. Uh, maybe. I'm working off the... He, couldn't be- even get a, he could barely even make the bench for, for the San Jose last season, okay. early on at least. I, I'm, I'm working off the 2015 24 under 24 list from MLS. Okay. Which, by the way, has Diego Fagundes three spots higher than Kellen Rowe. So they rate Fagundes higher than Rowe. They, you know, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, but, but people like you make those rankings. What? <laughs> what is that? Wait, what, what does that mean? I, I feel Every like year I, just, I look at the people who do those rankings. I'm like, those, at least three of those people I wouldn't even have chosen. Damn, dog. In a pro. That's really, that's really cold, man. And sometimes there's people on that list that I know for a fact say things just to be different. You know the people uh, okay. I'm talking about. The uh, ones that say something just so they can say something I'm different. I'm not going to say that that doesn't happen. Sure it does. Uh, yeah. Okay. By the way, I just, he's ranked, sorry, he was, he was on that list. I thought he didn't qualify. Where do you think Harry Ship finished on the top, the under 20, 24 under 24? Because uh, actually, top 10. you're going to be validated here. Yes. He's in, the, he's in the top 10. It goes Fabian Castillo, Kakuta Mane, Sebastian Legette, Will Trapp, Matt Miazga, Harry Ship, Quadro Poku, Perry Kitchen, Joao Plata, Kyle Lair. That's your top 10. Joao Plata's under 24? Yes. Yes. I mean, he's under 20. I knew he was under 24 inches. I didn't know he was under 24 <laughs> years. <laughs> that's, that's terrible. That's not even, that doesn't even make Dang sense. Rodius. Damn it. That doesn't, make, that doesn't make sense. It's a terrible joke. All right. Um, yeah, he's... Uh, I don't know when he was born, but he was, uh, I think he's got maybe one or one more year. Yeah, how old was he when he moved? Was that Toronto then? Uh, he was like 20 years old. He was like 19, 20 yeah. years old. Yeah, they, they brought him in pretty young. He's, tw- he's 23. He's 23 years old. All right. Uh, we have covered Harry Ship and his move to the Montreal Impact. We have talked about Matt Miazga making the bench for Chelsea. We haven't really talked about Christian Pulisic or Pulisic. I'm not sure there's anything new on that front. Do you want to talk about Obafemi Martins? Um, yeah, I do because I think this is vindicating me a little bit when we had our Jordan Morris conversation about a month ago. Okay. Remember, you and I went back and forth a lot. This is at the time where we weren't sure if he was going to go to Werder Bremen yeah. or if he was going to go to Seattle. Sure. And I was adamant that I didn't think he had a place in Seattle in the immediate future as long as Obafemi Martins and Clint Dempsey were there. Right. And you told me that you thought they, there was a place for him still. I did. I, I told him, I told you that I thought that those two guys between the two of them would miss enough time to give Jordan Moore a significant playing time that we could see what he could deliver. And, and I think my, my stance on that was you're not paying a guy almost $300,000 a year to be the every once in a while fill in guy. Yeah, but th- he's not a regular player. He's a, he's obviously a phenom. He's obviously 21. He's obviously coming out of college. You have to get, you have to pay that, that, that premium to get him into your team at the well, age of 21. I think you need a return on that investment. Yeah, maybe, but the, but of all the teams in MLS, the Sounders are probably least concerned about that than anybody. So do you feel that Obafemi Martin's potential move is to clear way for Jordan Morris to have a starting position or is it just the fact that I mean, he wants to go someplace else, do something different. I think that it's the usual Obafemi Martins wanderlust plus the amount of money Seattle's being offered 
for a 31-year-old player. They didn't think they were going to get a return on at all anyway. This defrays... Now, ultimately, and, and this goes back to the rules and whether that they would get allocation money, which apparently they wouldn't, they would have to defray or they would have to match the $9 bucks or so they spent on him, bringing him in, paying him his salary. They're not going to get to that. They're going to get $3 million bucks or whatever it is. They can still use that money. And that still cuts into the the amount of money they spent on Obi Fit Martins, and I think that this isn't that something that the Sounders planned for. But now that it's happening, they're going to adjust on the fly because you have to, you have to, you have to take these offers, assess them, and make a decision in the moment, Jared. I think, I I think Seattle's more behind this deal than we may think. I think that they want to run with their new fresh face. And I think what they could do in Jordan Morris, if they can get a, let's say an 80% return on the goals that you're getting from open for me, Martins. Okay. That's okay. Well, I'm not sure how, how many he well, scored but, uh, la- see, last season. Martins was also a creator for them. And, and I don't think you're going to get 10 assists out of Jordan Morris. You're just not. Okay. Okay. But let's see. Open for me. Martins came in at last season. He scored to, uh he scored uh fifteen and had uh six assists. He was fifteen and six last year. Okay, let's say let's say you get ten goals from Jordan Morris this season. Okay, okay. so that's yeah. roughly a sixty six percent return. Right, yeah. Okay, you get ten goals out of Jordan Morris. What you do do th- get though by getting rid of Ophelia Martins is an extra DP slot. Sure, and they may have a chance to fill it, but they can't do it on short term in short order ahead of Champions League coming. It, it, then it's an issue of do they go for a number ten? And I think that's what they really need to go for. Okay, is a guy to pair because you're losing Ob- you're losing Marco Papa, which is yeah. yeah on one end a good thing. On another end, I mean, this guy created more moments of of, of brilliance I think last season than maybe any other player. It's just the moments in between those were not quite as good. But yeah, I think you you need to fill that creative aspect. And in Jordan Morris, you're going to get a body similar in stature that, as Obafemi Martins in terms of like his tankiness. Um, play similar parts of the field. Wait, that is not a word. You just, tankiness? You just made up a word. That is you not don't a, play enough RPGs. That is not a word. You, you don't play enough role-playing games. Tankiness. You really went with tankiness okay see when you play role-playing games you have to have a tank a guy that has a lot of hit points a lot of armor that can absorb a lot of the oh, team uh, fight i know i i understand the the the, uh, the uh, description that's of your tank as a tank <laughs> i get that part but i've never heard of anybody being like oh how is that guy's tankiness and here's the reason why I, I I like this this move for Seattle. Okay, I, first of all, you're gonna save a lot of money having Morris for Obafemi Martins, and you're not gonna get the same return probably, but you'll, hopefully you can get somewhat of it. But Garth Lagerwey has a proven track record of finding creative talent, and I think that that's what he's tasked with right now. I mean, the move for Obafemi Martins, freeing up that DP slot. I wouldn't be surprised if Garth Largoway already has his eyes on someone he wants to fill that with. Oh, yeah. No, no. I'm sure they have a list, dude. And and MLS, you literally have a list because in order to sign somebody, you have to have them on your discovery list. Did you know that? The amount of Argentinians coming out of there and coming to MLS, imagine going after a higher profile Argentinian because you have more money to spend. I mean, DC picked up that young kid, Acosta. Yeah. I, I'm I'm gonna I'm taking a wait and see approach on 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 DC signings by the way because well, that, that, that's because there's a track record of they, like a yeah, decade of they've terrible ones. been in here they've been in this place before they brought in some players on loan from Argentina done some Brazilian moves they have not worked out so let's uh, let's we'll we'll see on on DC United all right so uh, you know from a from a, a Sounders perspective 
it's not the best situation again because because of the timing. They have Champions League coming up in uh, uh, next Tuesday, a week from today, Jared. But you do it because it's a it's a significant amount of money for that player. Again, it's it's sort of found money. It's like finding twenty bucks in your pocket after you do your laundry. You didn't realize it was there, and now it. Here, oh, okay. Well, now we can reinvest that money. They they have some things they can do with it. They can't use it in allocation, but they can use it to. They can't spin it on and use it. Um, you know, to to use it for a, a transfer fee or something. So that's that's possible. Ah. I, I'm I'm worried about Seattle though. That being said, I'm really? worried. I, I I'm a little bit worried. I, I'm worried if Ozzy Alonso is gonna hold up, rebound from the yeah. If he's gonna hold up, I mean, they've had a few injuries the last few seasons. Um, I'm worried about what they're gonna be doing at center back. What their plan is there. I mean, you saw down the stretch. Uh, Zach Scott's not the answer. No, and, you know, Chad Marshall is no spring chicken. Uh, so I, I'm worried what they're gonna be doing at the center back position. I think at, Brad at Evans well. is I think a they need back. to kill something there. Brad Evans is a center back. Oh, sure, team. just like even Ivanovich, like I just told you. Was no, no, I, I know, but I think that they, I think Seattle has settled on Brad Evans as a center uh, back. Oh, that makes me feel so terrible. By the way, uh, here's what they've done so far in the offseason, just to give you a, a sense. They signed Jordan Morris. They brought in Michael Farfan. He gets another shot at this MLS thing. It seems like Michael Farfan keeps. Is he the good one or the not good one? He. <laughs> I think he's the. Well, I mean, I think this is his third te- third MLS team. Uh, Philadelphia, DC, and now, uh, and now Seattle after he uh, did a brief stint in, uh, in Mexico as well. He, you see, uh, yeah, Philadelphia, Cruz Azul, DC United, Seattle. His twin brother, or is his twin brother or just a brother? A twin. Okay. It's, it, it's uh, Gabriel Farfan, right? I think Michael Far- Farfan is the one everybody thinks has the most, the most talent, Jared. Whether or not he's shown it is a different question. That's what I meant. Gabriel Farfan is with Chiapas right now, which I think is in the second division. You could have given me 20 oh, no, guesses, and division. I would have gotten that right. They're the top division. The, uh, Chi- uh, Chiapas is in the top division. So that's where Gabriel Farfan is. He's made 11 appearances in two years, three, two and a half years. So tells you. All right. So what Seattle's done? They signed Jordan Morris, uh, Michael Farfan, Jovin Jones. They traded from Seattle. I think that's a good move. I think you bring something interesting to them. Uh, Jordan Schweitzer is another homegrown talent, obviously under the radar. And Tyler Miller is a goalkeeper. That's all they've done. They've said goodbye to some other players. Lamar Nagel, Marco Papa, uh, um, uh, Gonzalo Pineda, uh, Leonardo Gonzalez. A lot of creative, a lot of creativity gone right there. It was a lot of attacking talent, certainly. Um, we'll see how they respond. Even Pineda, who's not necessarily a great attacker, has a great brain for the game. Yes. You know, they lost a lot of intellect. And I'm not putting Chad Barrett in that conversation, but Chad Barrett, also, it was someone that contributed greatly for them out of the midfield and into the forward role at times, and that's another move that's now gone. Now he's with San Jose. Yeah, that, they, 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 like I said, I'm a little bit worried about Seattle. Yeah. If you had to pick here, the so so Oba out is that the highest? That's the highest profile, and it's not done yet, but we, we assume it's going to happen. That's the highest profile departure this year, right? So far. DP, well, Miazga, you could say, is bigger. Well, bigger in terms of money, but but Obafemi Martins has been a deep, uh, sorry, an MVP candidate in this league. He'd be the biggest name. I mean, the, the winter transfer, I think this is one of the smallest winter transfer windows I ever met, remember for in terms of names coming in and out. Yeah, do you? Uh, do not you, many big, not high profile names. Would you put Oba Martins on, I'm not going to say best, best DP signing. I still think that's that's Robbie Keane. But is he in the conversation? Is top two or three? I mean, um, I would put uh, I would put Terry Henry in there okay. ahead. Okay, I would even put. And I think 
I think he was a DP when he first came in. I think Juan Pablo in Hell was a fantastic yeah, signing. Yeah, I mentioned Juan Pablo. I think the, I, I think a lot of times he gets lost in the shuffle when people start naming like well, the best TP, because, DPs that have come because to the he was, he was there as the Red Bulls made their transi- transi- uh, transition into Red Bull Arena. Uh, it was a weird time for the Red Bulls, but yeah, he, he was, was just great. really, really good. I mean, and then I mean, we're forgetting. I, I think we're talking about signings, like forward and signings. I mean, there's Landon Donovan, Clint Dempsey. Those sure. guys definitely are, uh, are, are earned their money's worth. But I think it's Robbie Keane, Terry Henry, one, two, and then there's a bit of a, a gap for third. There's definitely a top tier of two, and then after that, there's a few other ones down below that you can argue who would be third. Okay, I mean, I, I just if he is leaving, he's going to leave behind a legacy. He's obviously a guy. You know, he gets itchy. He wants to go. He wants to do stuff. You saw, you've seen that Instagram picture he put out there a couple years back, right? Where it was all of his like dining room chairs had been upholstered with jerseys that he'd worn. Did I have not seen that. that. You have not seen that? It's pretty stunning. You need to find it. Uh, it's out there somewhere. Um, hmm. just, I, I, I'm going to see if I can find it very quickly by Googling. Googling. But you know what? I, I would yeah, say this winter transfer window has more transfers of guys who I didn't know who they were. Yeah. Like there's a lot of guys coming from leagues that we maybe don't think about too much. Some names you think with well, the guys that Colorado has has picked up this sure, season. Sure, um, uh, I'm trying to think. I think Philadelphia Union may have picked up a couple guys that I don't really know too much about. Okay, well the the, the guy that you mentioned in Colorado that that is interesting to me. I don't know how good he's going to be. I have no idea how to pronounce his first name. It's spelled S H K E L Z E N. Skelzen, Skelzen. Sure. Skelzen, Skelzen. Why not? Skelzen Gashi, G-A-S-H-I, which just sounds dirty but isn't. Um, he is the, he was the leading scorer in the top division in Switzerland over the last, uh, uh, each of the last two seasons, Jared. Yeah, and like uh, Fire bring in uh, Rodrigo Ramos, the young Brazilian under-20 player. I don't know much about him, but uh, I mean, it could be a big deal. I don't know, know too much. There's a, a few guys like that that have come in this season that there's a lot of, I think MLS is now, for the teams that aren't LA, New York, Seattle, I think they've noted that, I think it's been shown that spending the big money doesn't give you the trophies you always want. Sure. But, but the, the clubs have been down this path before. And it, it, it takes, I mean, it takes obviously a, a good eye and it takes the right player coming in to make it work. I mean, we're just talking about DC United. They've been down the, I call them mid-level DPs. They're not, Names. They're not going to sell you tickets. They're not. You're not selling a ton of jerseys on the back of these guys. But they are meant to be upgrades. They're meant to to help you get better, and they're meant to not cost you multiple millions of dollars. But it just seems to be very hit and miss, doesn't it? Yeah, and they, like like Houston brought in two Spanish players. Uh, they let's see what the guys' names. I think one, uh, Roca. David Roca and uh, Iniguez. I mean, two Spanish guys. I don't know anything about them. Both right. thirty years old. Yeah. You know, they're the right age for guys that come over. They like, maybe can still produce. I mean, maybe I should know who they are, but you know me, I'm very isolationist. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm like I'm like uh, was it Woodrow Wilson in the, in the thirties? Like I'm like posse wow. of isolationism. Did you drop? Did you just drop some history knowledge on us? That's uh, that's that's. It, basically, I operate the way Bernie Sanders would if he was president. Okay. Just there's no outside world. I'm just focusing on us. All right, that's well. I, 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 yeah. Okay, that's that's fine. We, we get a little history on this show. All right, um, yeah. The, the the names you mentioned are are interesting. I'm intrigued by, um, uh, who who is it? Certainly the player, the the, the Shelzen Gashi in Colorado. There's a couple of other incoming players 
um, that I think are, are, are interesting, um, around the league or coming from, you know, coming from outside the league who I, I don't know a lot about. I mean, you know, I, there's also, um, there's also in Philadelphia, they've added Walter Restrepo, who is a very good player at the NASL level. So I'd be interested to see how he makes, uh, what, and, what impact I mean, he makes. Dallas signed a DP. No one's even talking about Dallas signed a DP, Carlos Grezo. Guazo DP? or something like that. Is yeah, as, he's a, a DP, and uh, I, no one's talking about it. And I think this is just a different level of signing a lot of teams are going for that aren't the big splashy ones. He's Ecuadorian. Uh, was he 20-year-old midfielder? Yeah. I think, I think, um, people are talking, I, you know, when I, when that move happened, I do remember some, some general like, wow, that's a pretty good move from some people who know, uh, Germany, which is where he's coming from. Uh, yeah, Stuttgart. Yeah, but, uh, beyond that, yeah, you're right. It, it's sort of under the radar. Uh, we don't see, we're not, we're not I mean, even. LA probably did the biggest name moves of the offseason, which doesn't surprise, you know, but no. bring in De Jong and Ashley Cole. So there were some big names. It's just not Gerard. It's not Lampard. It's not Pirlo. It's a different level, but I think what you're seeing is a lot smarter additions. Like, I think teams have stopped going for that, the name that's going to sell the jerseys. Well, again, I think it depends on what kind of team we're talking about. Philadelphia is never going to go and spend uh, $5 million on a DP. It's not going to happen. Uh, FC Dallas is certainly not that team either. We know what the kind of mentality they have about young players. Uh, Houston is working on a budget. Um, uh, New England working on a budget. You don't expect them. They did, they made some moves. They signed that Xavier Kwasi guy who got hurt, subsequently got hurt, and then they traded for Goshan Kofi, which I think is a brilliant move. And we haven't even addressed it. I love Goshan Kofi's game. Did you see what, what, what your boy Jermaine Jones did on Instagram or, uh, yeah, it was Instagram. Is he wrong? Over the weekend. No. Well, first of all, his math, I think his math was bad. I didn't get double check the math. I do know that it basically said he'd played about half the games. Now, they were, Good, better in the games he played, sure. But is that really an argument? But, but ridiculously better. Okay, maybe ridiculously better. But again, he misses a crap ton of games, right? I mean, this is not a guy you can count on to be there all the time. So is okay, he really... for two different reasons, though? One, some injuries, also national team duty. So are you going to penalize every other signing in the in the in the country for national team duty? I don't know. Here's here's the the graphic that Jermaine Jones posted to his Instagram and then deleted. By the way, and then it gets screenshotted over here at Fox Soccer. Because oh, then his, his agent was like, "No, yeah, right." By my boy Kyle McCarthy, 2014. Before Jermaine Jones, nine wins, fourteen losses, three draws, negative seven goal difference. With Jermaine Jones, eleven wins, two losses, two draws, plus fourteen goal difference. Hey, 2014, he was brilliant. He took the he the, turned around that eight game losing streak. He that took them to the MLS Cup final. I'm gonna put that on. I'm gonna give Jermaine Jones credit for that. He took them to the MLS Cup final. Jermaine Jones did that. Okay, fine. Okay. 2015 with Jermaine Jones, ten wins, four losses, four draws, tw- plus thirteen goal difference. Without Jermaine Jones, four wins, eight losses, three draws. Minus 10 goal difference. These are his numbers. Turned around that season as well. And a couple of bad calls away from possibly making MLS Cup. Uh, uh, yeah, well, 2015? Yeah, really? last year. Well, okay. But he also went nuts over that bad call. And That's what I'm saying. And got himself suspended for seven I'm not games. trying to say it's all ro- raisin, like <laughs> roses and sunshine on the Jermaine Jones bandwagon. <laughs> okay, I'm just... But he's not wrong in terms of what he brings to the team. Now, the problem is... How do you value that juxtaposed with his off-the-field issues and his injuries? Loud noises! My opinion is at this point, and I and look, I love the dude's fight. I even love his hustle on Instagram. He's not worth it for the New England Revolution. He's not. 
Then they got to get get his rights to someone else. Th- that's the problem here, and, and it's sort of been pointed out. I think Grant Wall, after Jermaine Jones went to Instagram and did his thing, and it was already maybe even pulled down. Grant Wall pointed out, while you may criticize Jermaine Jones or may think it's ridiculous what he's doing in in promoting himself on Instagram and fighting his battle with the revolution publicly. It is dumb, dumb to dumb, dumb, dumb. That that guy can't go sign with somebody else. Uh, mm-hmm. and can't get an offer for somebody else because this is MLS and we don't do that. Yeah, it's it, uh, it's a very very tough. I mean, hell, maybe he's makes maybe he could be the first signing for Atlanta or someone to who. I, yeah, but what does he do between now and then? Well, he's not playing first six games anyway. Well, that's true. He can't play the first six games. I don't know. I I, I mean, I, I feel for the guy on one level, but he did make his bed. He did screw. He did screw up royally. But this is what you and I, you, I don't give him crap for doing the Instagram stuff because you and I talk all the time about we wish oh, no, I, no, I, no. athletes in MLS did more of That's, this speaking out type of stuff. You, if you saw my response on Twitter, if you follow me on Twitter, Davis JSN, you would have seen I I, I put I, I put can't hate. My response to I we tweeted it with can't hate. I can't hate. There's no there's no way, shape or form. I'm going to be saying don't do that, Jermaine. Now, like you said, his agent. Probably is saying, don't do that, Jermaine. Mostly because he doesn't want his, his player to get the rep that he's hard to deal with, even though everybody knows dude is hard to deal with, right? Yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, yeah. it's just a matter of how do you value what do you get back. And, and I think any team is signing him to a multi-year contract at this point is nuts. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I think he wants he either wants a big, fat paycheck on one year or he wants a bunch of years. And I, I, think you, I don't think you can justify either one of those things right now. Is 20% of his old contract the right number, though, for New England? What do you, if he's been telling the truth about what he was offered? Well, I think that worked out to something like something like 800000 bucks. I think is what it worked out to. Uh, which, in MLS terms, is pretty good. I mean, yeah. if you can get it, get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I think... Look, again, his real, his real mistake was signing for with New England in the first place. They were always going to be bargain bottom base of budget. Once yeah, well, that but that's not see. That's again cracking the system. Remember, it, it was the blind draw nonsense, and yeah. I think New England's uh, New England's offer was better than Chicago. He could have gone to Chicago and be playing for Montreal by now. <laughs> that's <laughs> it's very true. It's very true. Or you know, someone yeah. seems to think you have talent. But unfortunately, this is Los Angeles. I need more than talent. I need stars. I really just wanted an excuse to play that. I, I don't know if there's ever been one piece of real estate that's been more overhyped than Jermaine Joe's house in L.A. Oh, really? Because people talk about it all the time about, like, he must go to L.A. Everyone, he must be wanting to go to L.A. He's got a house there. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> You know, I, I do think Jermaine Jones playing for Bruce Arena would be some fascinating stuff. But they went for Nigel DeYoung. They could have had DeYoung now. They, there's no choice. That's no the choice. thing. They could have traded. This is this is what the, the the Los Angeles Galaxy had in front of them the opportunity to go trade something. Probably not a lot. I mean, look, no, because Bruce Arena has gone all in on the CCL this year, and Jermaine Jones would not be able to have any factor in it due to his ban. Completely so it was either. it was null and void before it even started. This is a good point. You 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 have uh, reminded me of of a problem there. Absolutely. All right. So we we only got a couple of minutes left. I don't know if there's any topics you want to hit on that we missed. I, I'm sure there's stuff we missed. I'm sure people are going to be mad at us on Twitter. We worked. We did this one with zero net. We had no rundown because we had kind of jumped on online at the last minute to get it done. I'm just I'm just stoked that John Oliver's back. I I don't watch John. I should I should I admit I should I should. We, we, by the way, we we. We have not, we're not good enough at that thing. And I told you this. We've already gone over this. 
What the? Watching the thing the other one recommends. Following through on filling the holes that the other one points out. That's We're not true. good enough. You got, you got weird taste. Not what? I do not. <laughs> I, do, I do not. What? You're watching Oak Island nonsense, dude. And um, you're not. That's a problem. <laughs> By the way, there was nothing in the hole. <laughs> Suck. Well, that hole. There's nothing in that <laughs> hole. Actually, there's another hole that might have some stuff in it. That hole didn't. Oh, man. I totally want to. I got to find some drop for you. <laughs> duh and or. Duh, 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 duh and or hello. <laughs> Turns out it was a natural made cavern. <laughs> There's nothing in the hole. Uh, There's other holes, dude. It could be one of the other ones. All right, so so I will try to remember. I'll endeavor to remember to to pull up, blame it on the rain. Because if jo- if Jordan Morris gets time in, in Seattle this year, Jared, he's going to score some goals, and we're going to need the drop. I'm, I'm guessing, right? And right. He also works as a Seattle drop. Too, it does. Right? Oh my goodness! Double meanings. Look at you, Seattle. It rains a lot in Seattle. You're a genius. All right, so we've got blame it on the rain for Jordan Morris. Uh, we're, I got to work on whatever it is that you suggest for Marco Papa. Although, how often we bring that up, I don't know. But it, it's always great to have to have some Monty Python, I suppose. If that's what yeah, we're going. There's got to be with. a drop out there where it goes. You stabbed me. You, <laughs> yeah, right. You, you, you. I think there's one where someone says you shot me, but I got to find. Yeah, one you shot there. me. Yeah. You stabbed me. You shot me. You you killed me. You murdered me. There's like you. Uh, what, what is, what, I'm trying, oh man, this is bringing back a vague memory that I can't grab onto. Oh, I can't, I can't. I'm to let you hang on that one. Ah, uh, man. It's not, it's there, it's like, it's right there at the tip of my tongue. And the, you know, the scary part about, about this, Jared, is I don't know if this is age or just bad memory. Like, or is there a miscongeniality, like, pageant drop we can use for Marco Papa? Um,. A uh, pageant drop. Uh, yeah, we could probably find something like that. I could find, I could find something of, um. Because that's another c- case of like pageantry yeah. and <laughs> attempted murder. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the, 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 the quote I'm thinking of comes from the, uh, Firefly movie, which is, um, what's it called? Serenity. Serenity. Yeah. When, when Mr. Universe gets killed and the robots. Yeah, I, I haven't watched the movie. The I, I watched about half the series. Okay. Well, that's, it's pretty good. All right. Yeah, I liked right. it. That, I'm not. That's not. That's not like one of my. You must go watch this things. I was way late. I was like ten years late to that. But hey, yeah, that's pretty me good. too. All right, that's it. We're done. Uh, Jared is uh, is Jay Rodius on Twitter because you need to go follow him. What else? Anything else? Uh, no? You already kind of smoothly dropped in your Twitter handle. So I no, because I'm follow the show at Best Soccer Show. There you go. Follow. We we got some stuff coming up. We're hopefully moving into a new era. Uh, I, I don't make. I don't make any promises. But you know, things are. Things are things. And Jared, yeah, we'll, we'll talk to the people next week, right? right? Yes, sir. All right. Bye, guys. The best. Only the best. Zage is on. Oh, it's incredible. It's I am Mikkel Morrison and Paul Sundeskere. Michael fucking Arasko Pascal. Or hello. Damn, dog. You know, hopes. Get to the chopper! I wouldn't be caught dead in a sweater vest. Jay Rodius.